0: perverted imagination uh mr romani i have to say
1: very precise perverted imagination
0: wash your brain out with soap how very dare you if i had one i would (laughs) thomas um have you done your christmas shopping yet
1: yes and no so as i am living in a different country to most of my family now I have devised a dubious plan to get over paying for excess carry-on
0: baggage. <laughs> you're going to you're going to give your relatives the the gift of airline hacking. You're going to give them life tips, are you?
1: No, no, no. So what I have done is and I did this in previous years before just purely so I had everything correct in true son of accountants fashion. I have an Excel spreadsheet
0: Oh God, Layla has one of those.
1: Everyone that I need to buy for and I have links to all of their presents and not only that, I'm going to get all the presents delivered to their homes pre-wrapped.
0: See, Layla Layla has a spreadsheet and it, it's just I'm suspicious of people with spreadsheets basically as a sort of general life rule.
1: But see that's because you're allowed to be on medication and I'm not. So I I gotta do what I gotta do.
0: Which member of the remaining Ink Master um, contestants do you think uses spreadsheets? Who uses a spreadsheet and who doesn't? Anthony uses spreadsheets, hundred percent, even though he's lost track of his child.
1: Do you know who I who I really think
0: uses spreadsheets?
1: Joel Madden, Dark Matt Lauder. <laughs>
0: You reckon Madden's a spreadsheet boy? I mean, he is a self-made man, you know? He's also well we a
1: millionaire know. as well, so he probably has someone to do it for him, so... You
0: know. he's, yeah, he's probably got a spreadsheet guy.
1: Yeah,
0: a specific Madden, spreadsheet Madden's guy got that a spreadsheet does, guy.
1: designs all his spreadsheets. But, like, to be honest, I what I used to do, because I used to work in, like, retail, hospitality a lot, I would wait until, like that last paycheck right before Christmas when you're after doing overtime, you're after working like 80 hours in a week and then do all my Christmas shopping in one go. Whereas now I have much more of a steady income coming in so I can like plan ahead, you know, who needs this, who needs that. I much more prefer buying people practical presents, like stuff that they will actually use.
0: Yeah, see, I do that. And then then, uh, the first gift I ever bought Layla when we got together was a toaster. Uh, and she she says that that wasn't appropriate. It was a very nice toaster, and she didn't have a good one and a kettle. In fact, it wasn't just a toaster.
1: That is the wrong side of practicality, right there.
0: Who That's a bit like weird. Toast? How long were you going like out toast? before
1: you bought her a toaster?
0: Like six months. Who doesn't like who doesn't like toast, Thomas?
1: But here's a question: Do you keep the toaster on the counter or in the cupboard?
0: I used to be a cupboard guy uh however currently counter because we haven't got a very big kitchen and so counter it is in my in my old in my old in my old flat i i was a i was a counter guy i was a cupboard guy i thought
1: you were going to say in your old age you don't you know you don't want to bend over too much to get the toaster out you know you might hurt your back
0: (laughs) don't mate don't please don't (laughs) (laughs) but yeah
1: what what, what is, So, you're making toast in the morning. What is the go-to toppings for the toast?
0: Uh, Vegemite or Marmite in that order, depending on what I have available. If I'm feeling fancy, I might add some hummus. If I'm feeling fancy, I might add some avocado. If I'm feeling fancy, I might add some vegan cream cheese, maybe some bors- vegan borsan. Um, maybe if I'm feeling in a particular mood, Marmite peanut butter But generally, it's Marmite themed as a as a fundament. Matt,
1: I mean the I mean this with all offence intended. You are a disgusting little man.
0: How dare you? How dare you? I've got a Marmite tattoo, Thomas. Speaking of speaking of tattooing, as we should be on this podcast, I've got because because well. The right answer, and you've just mortally offended me, is because it's a memorial tattoo for my best friend who died. Um, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you didn't know. I set you up for that one. Um, Maybe if your friend didn't like
1: marmite, they wouldn't have died.
0: <laughs> um, whoa! Shots fired. Uh, no, because also because marmite's excellent as well. You know.
1: No, uh, marmite is not excellent. <laughs> If I wanted to like eat pure yeast, I would just drink a beer or eat some bread. Well, I like those things too.
0: Oh, i see so if only you're if mis- only
1: you listening at home could see my face and see the disgust on my face right now. Look, I uh, look, I'm gonna show you this. Hold on. For
0: the podcast listeners.
1: So as I as I am filling time, um, Matt Matt is showing me a jar of marmite with Doctor Lauder on it. This is what's going to get yeah. you cancelled.
0: It is. I'm a member of. I'm a member of the like Marmite because I got a Marmite tattoo. I now occasionally get sent like weird, cool, obscure Marmite shit. I got like some deep cut Marmite like off brand stuff. I got. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't had anything for a while, but I used to be. Yeah, I used to be on their like super secret hardcore Marmite lovers like mailing list.
1: What happened to you as a child that made you love Marmite?
0: um well like my dad is australian so i grew up really eating vegemite but i don't have a sweet tooth man i just um i i just love i'm salty i am a salty man i'm a salty boy see this, <laughs> salty this is why boy.
1: this is why you're in your 40s and still have a strong hairline is because you don't like sweet things
0: yeah and i've i've been been mega dosing on vitamin b12 since i was about five years old
1: god giveth and taketh away in equal measures now for all the listeners who are curious since matt wasn't polite enough to ask what i have on my toast um as a oh proud- yeah sorry
0: i was i was still reeling from um from you insulting both my uh lifestyle choices and my um d- my dead friend <laughs> um as a proud
1: irishman and not a vegan i like butter on my toast or have a little bit of ha- Avocado, little bit of chili flakes, you know, tiny bit of sriracha just on plain. See, that's good. Corber. That's
0: good. But you know what makes that exact combination better? Marmite. Have that, but put Marmite on the bread first.
1: I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I'll say that much. <laughs> if you've lasted seven and a half minutes into this episode, you're very welcome to Beneath the Skin, the show about the history of everything told through the history of tattooing. I am one of your hosts Thomas O'Mahony, and I am joined by my now not so distinguished co-host Dr Matt Lauder.
0: Hello Thomas, hello beloved listeners. Um my book's out today. People have been getting it. Uh people have been enjoying it. People have been um sending me mirror selfies of them holding it up. Uh no one people have no one said they didn't like it yet. So I'm sure that's coming but um People have been very kind.
1: See, my thing, I'm very excited to get a physical copy of the book. Um, If you follow Matt online, he also tweeted about there is an audiobook version available. I am a little bit disappointed that is not narrated by Matt because I would have appreciated tangents every like 15 minutes about just like random stuff interspersed that makes the actual book like 20 hours long rather than the nine hours it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, the actual recording is nine and a half hours. Uh, maybe that's why they wouldn't let me record. I did offer, but they paid a professional, um, a really great actor, uh, voiceover guy called Harry uh, Henry, not, who's done a really wicked job. Um, it's funny because uh, if you, uh, me, me and Layla were listening to some of it earlier on, just to see what it sounded like, and of course, like certainly in, in the introduction, there's a lot of like, um, first person sentences like "I" and I'm like, "Fuck you! That's me you're talking about, dude." Um, but he's done a brilliant job it's really great uh, and yeah I hope if people uh, in the UK uh, want to get a copy of it either hard copy or audiobook they can do it's out in the US I found out it on the 23rd of May so not until next year if you're a US listener but you can I'm sure pick it up on import black label uh, or as we say every week subscribe to the Patreon at £15 for one month at least and we'll send you a signed copy uh, as soon as possible i'm just waiting for a big box to arrive then i can start sending those out to uh, our really wonderful patreon subscribers
1: exactly exactly and as you may have gathered from the title of this episode it's not exclusively about matt's book we are talking about ink master we are slowly slowly creeping towards the finale of season 14 of ink master matt give me your first impressions
0: well, my first impressions of this was it was really boring. Like, I felt like it, the show... I mean, I, I said it in the very, very first episode that you made me watch, that it felt like a show that was unsure of its format and, and um, you know, not not that comfortable in its own skin. Maybe that's because it's got a new host as well. I don't know. I didn't see the previous seasons, but this just felt really labored. Like there's fewer, there's fewer um, tattooers obviously now. So there's more sort of time to fill with all the nonsense that isn't tattooing of which there is too much already. I really wish that they'd add now that there's fewer tattooers, another tattoo challenge, you know, rather than um, having the same amount of, of challenges to do and, and have much more kind of weird, forced, awkward conversations. I mean, as I again have said before, they there's lot there's obviously lots of drama or they want to create drama, but the producer's heart isn't in the drama. You know, there would be ways to edit, I'm sure, the interactions between these people in a way that would be much more kind of compelling if that's what you wanted to do. The producers don't want to do that, that's to their credit. But what they're left with is just lots of cliche. And I I honestly generally I found even the episodes that have annoyed me interesting because they've annoyed me. Like, this was just really boring, man. Like, I just... I I wasn't... I wasn't excited by it at all. I mean, we'll talk about all the usual shit about the theme and (laughs) the Flash challenge in a second, but, like, just as a vibe, I got to the end of the episode, uh, and I've only just watched it, so this is about half an hour ago that I finished watching it, and I was just... Yeah, I was just, like, bored.
1: See, this, this is the perfect setup, Matt, for as we crawl towards the end of this season getting you set up for the incredible content of the first couple of seasons of Ink Master or alternatively other tattoo media such as Miami Ink or a documentary series which I saw on Channel 4 the other night, which on, shout out all four, you know, shout out free content streaming Um, don't shout out their tattoo content,
0: but That was the, that was the that- prison the prison tattoo yes. one yes yes okay which which as i i'm not i'm not afraid or ashamed to say publicly i was asked to be on and i turned them down <laughs> and it sounds and like i made co- the right decision
1: and in a couple of weeks we are going to do more in an hour than they did in eight episodes talking about prison Tattooing. <laughs> but back to ink master matt what is the theme for the week
0: well the theme is precision What did you think of the episode as an overall? I... Okay, so,
1: precision. If you're looking at it from a technical standpoint for tattooing, it is everything. You know, you want clean lines, you want, you know, smooth colour throughout a tattoo, but precision also means so many other things. It means being precise with how you communicate with your client, being precise in how you translate their idea into a design, and instead, what we get is welding.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I wrote that down. Like again, I mean, we've had our our issues with with composition and with uh, contrast. This is like I just felt like they're taking the piss now, because <laughs> like even even last week, which we talked about length about whether or not that was a composition challenge. At least it was plausibly a, a, a composition challenge. Th- this was this was a a, a, competi- a a competition where teams of people, tattoo artists, had to weld steel, right? And then they were judged on whether it was precise or not. Like steel welding at scale is like one of the least precise art forms, particularly in I, the hands I, of amateurs. I will, dis-
1: I will, I will greatly possible. disagree with you on that. I will. Gr- Steel welding is who, if anyone has ever done tack welding, it is an incredibly precise art.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, as I was saying, as you, t- in the hands of amateurs, is what I mean, right? Like, okay, to okay, do it properly, and if you know, if you're if you're welding together n- nuclear weapons or submarines or something yeah obviously but like kind of artisanal sculpture um at, particularly at scale there's a there's another reality show american one that is also kind of bonkers um called metal shop masters oh which i have watched whole, that yeah which is also garbage hot garbage and those people who are professional metal welders don't do things in a very precise way, um, because that's not what the show is and not what the art form is. So I was just... I mean, I said last week, right, when we talked about the composition challenge that the human body isn't see-through. Well, the human body also isn't made of metal, and there is nothing, nothing about tack welding and spot welding and art welding and cutting sheet metal and cutting pipe that is analogous to tattooing.
1: But, Matt, I will say is... I think maybe the producers of Ink Master are thinking to the future a little bit like when we all become cyborgs and robots <laughs> how how are how are cyborgs and robots going to get tattoos it's going to be through welding
0: well actually as i sent you that clip we were watching uh, this old uk program well old from a few years ago program called goggle Sprogs in the uk on netflix with these like kids watching tv and there was some kid on there who was commenting on the fact that, yeah, some guy on this TV show had tattoos and he said, Oh, you can't get tattoos because you can't get rid of them without chopping your arm off. And his little sister goes, and then what? And then he goes, metal arm, <laughs> metal
1: arm, metal <laughs> arm. Exactly. Met like you should
0: cut that. You should cut that into, you should cut that into the show, uh, into the podcast. Cause it's such a beautiful I will, little tag. I will. Um, and, and yeah, so, so maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe the future of tattooing is, is welding, c-3po's arms on would c-3po get a laser etched face tattoo
1: that is what i want to know. <laughs> that, that is what this episode of ink master is asking so as we've covered if you can't tell already i think you can tell that both of us really want some some good content in terms of this show they have to make metal sculptures using welding matt do you want to read us out the themes uh, the the teams
0: so the teams were dj bob tony and anthony which i think is a bit of a dream team actually uh doing the road doing a they chose to do a robot and then gian angel and cj uh chose to do a as they initially called tree of life um i did also laugh again something we talk about every week the first instinct was like there's still a skeleton Right, which is, again, such a tattooist thing to do and presented with a bit of blank paper, but they didn't go for that. We also didn't get a um, a sacred heart this week, so there's small mercies.
1: No sacred hearts, no skulls, no skeletons. Instead, we got a th- we got a tree of life and we got a robot. Very, very inventive when presented with metal to make a sculpture. What am I going to
0: make? A robot <laughs> with chains. I, I liked and- the robot. I mean, I again... I fail to care about it honestly like I'm very uninvest I think one one of the things that I was thinking about when I was watching this is that I'm quite un uninvested in it as far as the jeopardy is concerned partly because of the the ethical issues with the jeopardy which we'll talk about when we come to the tattoos anyway but like you know even setting that aside in in a lot of reality show programming you want to care about how well a contestant does in a particular task and you can kind of see where it might go well or might go wrong and and, and this was just like well they're all going to be shit at it because none of them are professional welders Um, it's nothing to do with their skill set it's not even tangentially connected you know even in Bake Off if it's like cook this weird cake you've never heard of at least like it's tangentially connected and lots of the skills are transferable Um, and it's a real test of of, of something applicable. I just sort of, I really failed to, as I said, care. Like I liked, actually liked both of the final pieces. I thought they were both good. I thought they were nice pieces of sculpture in terms of technical, at least they weren't very artistically interesting, but they were, um, you yeah, know, they were good. They were fine. But like, I, I just sort of didn't care. <laughs> and that's not, that's not the, that's not any of the contestants fault either. So like
1: angel, uh, angel gian and jason did the tree of life like it was okay there was a swing there was kind of a a thrown together face it was okay i can't really say that dj tony bob and anthony's robot was much better but dj tony bob and anthony won
0: yeah i would you, do you think they do you think they shouldn't have won i thought i did laugh I don't when think,
1: um i don't the think anyone at should that have that tree won.
0: And it was really obvious that the the producers were trying to shoehorn the theme precision into their comments. Like they zoomed in on this really raggedy ass cut leaf out of a piece of sheet metal that hasn't been you know obviously hadn't been ground or sanded or 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 buffed because they didn't have time to do that. And then the judges were like, "Oh, you've cut those leaves so precisely. Have they? Fuck. You're just saying that because the theme is precision. And the producers have said, "Oh, in the in your comments, can you use the word precision? Like it's such a it's such a creaky, creaky format, you know. No, orga- yeah. there was no organic response from the judges. Because also, what the? F- this is another thing that annoys me. What the fuck do those judges know about steel welding? Like nothing. They're tattoo artists. What qualifies them to judge whether a steel sculpture is well done or not? Joel Madden has been in a pop punk band for the past twenty
1: years, so I don't think he knows a whole lot. About he welded.
0: It. He welded all of our
1: hearts to that first good Charlotte (laughs) album so yeah DJ Tony Bob and Anthony won the challenge honestly I think we just kind of want to go straight to the tattoos because this is exactly what Matt has been asking for hey are you enjoying the show if you really like Beneath the Skin and you want to help support us you can do so on Patreon for little as 5 quid a month you can help make this show possible help us buy research materials So if you like the show and you want to support us, consider kicking us a few quid a month and you'll get everything from bonus episodes to Q&As and you can even vote on what tattoo I'll get when we reach a certain subscriber count. Matt, have you got anything to say?
0: You should really definitely uh, fund the Patreon because tattoo history is massive, right? Deep, wide, complicated. We're covering some big hit topics on the main feed, but on the Patreon subscriber only feed, we'll be getting into some really more interesting niche deep topics you don't want to miss out on and honestly the chance to kind of decide what thomas gets on his body is probably just a once in a lifetime opportunity subscribe chuck us a few quid don't miss out on this chance to ruin thomas's body forever is it <laughs>
1: yes this is exactly this is exactly what matt has been asking oh it's my for fault it's my weeks. fault now is it so nico hurtado sets a color realism challenge so it is a color realism portrait challenge. What have you got to say for yourself?
0: Don't blame don't blame me this I this is what I was asking for. I've I'm, I'm noticing just looking at the timer of our record so far. We've done episodes about ink master that have lasted over an hour and a half. We we we're we're to the final tattoos already and it's we've only been talking for 25 minutes and half of that was about toast. Like that that will that will give you a sense of this episode. I think yeah look I think again it's a good thematic challenge because it's something that tattooists get asked to do um and i think again i'd have much preferred to allow the artists to work even if it was a representational portrait but to work in their own preferred styles i think that would have been a more interesting brief i guess it's harder to cast um, and probably harder to judge if you do that um and yeah like i thought um Again, talking about kind of running out of energy and ideas. The the, the oh, that's not all. Here's the twist. The twist was this time. Just tell us what you guys think about it as well. Like it was, it was a sort of peer critique thing, Jury which wasn't appears. even really. Which I mean, is, it wasn't is even that, was it? It wasn't even that. It was just like they all got to have a little opinion, which they do anyway. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> Love Island does it better. But yeah, so. I want to talk a little bit about this because the like the portraits themselves like usually we would talk about oh the design and everything they're all yeah. portraits of people that that I think it's yeah. fairly self-explanatory based on it's specific
0: so, photographs right
1: based on specific specific photographs so there is a couple of them that present a certain amount of difficulty one's with you know a wrinkly old woman you know, ones where there's specific lighting that might present challenges. But they, they're all, they babies, are all... Babies, I mean, folk. I know
0: that... Um, yeah, I know that, like, friends of mine who are tattooers say that tattooing babies or tattooing young children, none of them were actually babies, to be fair, but, like, tattooing babies particularly, but young children, is really difficult because lots of children haven't quite grown into their faces yet and lots of very, 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 very young children look like potatoes. Um, so... There, there is some heart, you know, and lot, but of course, lots of people come in and want portraits of their babies, um, and their children. So there is a kind of interesting question there. Again, I don't think it's a question of precision, actually, but uh, there is something interesting there. But I, the thing that I found did find interesting, and uh, I mean, in a way, we're sort of hammering over some stuff we've said already last week. But it was nice to see it come to the fore for the first time, I think, in the series, where Tony, who doesn't do portraits and as he said wouldn't do portraits even if someone asked them asked them to do one in the shop was like i don't want to do a bad tattoo of that's meaningful to someone because again these subjects although of course some of the other designs we've we've had you know last week for example the koi are a good example have had some kind of you know extraneous meaning but like the portraits are representations of real people and some of them had passed away you know we didn't have any dead children but we did have some dead grandparents and Tony really I think felt the responsibility of that for the first time of like oh the competition here is set up to make me do a bad tattoo and that's one thing if it's a capybara on someone's leg you know but it's quite another thing when it's like a portrait of someone's recently departed grandmother like that's a real different tone change
1: and in the context of the show as well you know the season that tony won he talked quite a lot about how important his family is to him uh, in the season finale you know there was a nice shot couple of shots of like tony with his father like and as as someone who is like quite close with a lot of his family and i i completely agree with him i think that do like intentionally if you are someone who does not do color realism portraits, I think it would be the height of disrespect to do one knowing you're going to do a bad one on someone when it's someone that's very important to them. And I think he made the right decision to say I would rather go home than do this.
0: Yeah, fair play to the guy. And 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 did do you think that's also a function of it being late in the series that they're sort of entrusting? their process to weed out weaker tattooers and therefore we're going to have people that can do the job
1: i I don't think so i i think they are playing the hits in terms of what has been popular in previous seasons but i like i think this is also a symptom of the narrowing down of the stylistic variation of all the competitors you know
0: yeah right 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 i was gonna say that yeah
1: Yeah, Tony is the only one who works in trad. You have loads of black and grey artists. You have uh, Jason, who is very versatile. You have DJ. You have Gian, who does, you know, Neo Trad, which I'm going to talk about. Gian sat in a minute. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. he's, He's really the only stylistic outlier in terms of this style, and it really kind of feels like if this hadn't been, obviously it was set up, miles before but it really feels like he was set up to fail on this one
0: yeah i agree and i think you know um there is something we've again talked about about the narrowing of styles and the way the competition set up completely removes it completely leads towards a kind of stylistic narrowing because yeah if you're a great black work artist or you're a great um I don't know, abstract tattooer or you're uh, someone that does kind of really interesting, like, you know, conceptual wash work or you're a great Japanese tattooer or something. Or a black
1: work artist.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's exactly right. You're not going to, the, 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 the competition is set up to kick you out. Again, that doesn't really happen. This is also the problem, I think, with the flash challenge issue, right? So I was thinking about this again, watching Bake Off, uh, the other day, in Bake Off, every challenge is a baking challenge, right? So even if you're really bad at like whatever the week is, like it's bread week or or cake or, or, or you muck up the technical because it's some weird thing you've never heard of before, some weird cake or some weird bread products you've never had they're going to get a sense over the three challenges in a Bake Off episode about how good a baker you are and actually the conversations by the judges in that program are about how well your skill sets have been applied to the challenge given your experience the same is true again of like the pottery show and the glass blowing show as well right like every challenge is um even if it's more in one person's warehouse than others there's several challenges per episode but because the flash challenge has literally nothing to do with tattooing and it's all down to that final thing if that final thing isn't in your wheelhouse, you've got nowhere to go and you're going to end up getting eliminated. And we've seen that pretty much, um, not exactly with every week, but uh, many of the eliminations over the course of the series have been of that kind. Yeah. And, and, and the whole thing leads to, as you, uh, uh, as I said, as you said, like this, this homogeneity, right. This s- similarity in terms of the quality of not the quality of tattooing, the styles of tattooing, Cause also as I've also said, these guys are all, they're all good. They're all, well, they're all, they're all, all right. They're all pretty good towers, you know, like I, I'm not going to deny that. They're all, they're all good tattoo artists. I don't think any of them are excellent tattoo artists. Maybe that's also because excellent people in their professions don't go on competition shows, but
1: 250
0: grand. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what what, yeah, what if right. there's a competition
1: I, I, of a, uh, what if there's a competition of Britain's next great academic,
0: Oh, we'd all be in trouble. <laughs> I mean, what, what, how could, I mean, again, if if I'm going to kind of fantasy produce this program, like a precision thing would be like tattoo a straight line, right? Find some people who are super heavily tattooed who don't give a fuck if you tattoo a straight line on them, right? There's loads of people like that who've got loads of random tattoos all over their bodies. Loads of tattooers have lots of random things in their body. Let's make it tattoo a straight line, 10 centimetres, 20 centimetres, and let's see how straight that tattoo is tattoo a circle like that feels exciting. There's jeopardy. It's genuinely transferable. And then we get to like, yeah, the, the, the kind of final challenge and maybe the, pre- the, the precision is do a really awesome portrait in your chosen style. We'll make sure that you're, we're not having this weird competition thing where you're getting cast, random people, the per- person's coming to you cause they like your style you're doing a portrait or a, or a figurative representation and we'll judge it on on precision on line work line weight um on on relationship to the original source image if that's what you want to do like there's ways of doing this it's probably a lot more expensive and time consuming to film and cast um so that's obviously why they don't do it but it would be a good it would be a tattoo show and i think you could do it
1: Anyone who is a commissioning editor at Channel 4, uh, let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I suppose, I think we're, we've accepted this is going to be a short episode. Um, next week, we are going to do both parts of the finale together. It's going to be a bumper, probably two hour plus episode. So, Matt, we're exhausted. Let's talk about some bad tattoos. Bad tattoos of people that people love.
0: Yeah, again like I think bad is too strong man. They were like they're just average, right? I think so I think this is why I think this is why Tony was so frustrated because I think like in my opinion and I I'll be interested to see which ones you thought were really bad. I thought I thought I've seen I've seen lots of bad portraits, right, of people. <laughs> so, and these were all these were all alright. None of them were stunning. All of them had things wrong with them, but they were okay. Uh all of them were okay and um Better than probably what a lot of those people would have got if they'd walked into their local tattoo studios in wherever they're from and given them their tattooist the same photo as that so i I think that mediocrity is what disappointed me I didn't think that any of them were really bad what which ones well which ones did you really think were bad start with your your least favorite uh Gian Gian did the worst yeah.
1: portrait of the week like he did the grandma oh old- yeah, the old woman who in the picture had, like, lots of, like, very deep, defined wrinkles. And he, it was like he used FaceApp to, like, smooth off yeah. her face. The hair, she looked like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. I, <laughs> if, if that was me and that was my grandmother, I'd be reaching for the cheese grater. And every, and and ev- everyone knows how much I like Gian as well.
0: Yeah, well, so so controversial opinion, maybe then. I think that's all right because artists and in the history of portraiture in general, um portraits are flattering, right, compared to the reality of their sitters. And I thought that I mean, one of the problems perhaps is what what the judges pointed out is actually probably because he runs out of time. He does a lot of wrinkles in the lower half of the f- neck and face and then gets less wrinkly as he gets up to the forehead like the grandma's had Botox. Like, I think that's that's a reasonable criticism that it's not evenly rendered. But I think the fact that she looks a bit younger than she does in the actual picture is all right if he'd committed to that. Because that's sometimes what portraits can do. You know, they, they can be idealised versions of the subject. Um, so I didn't have a problem per se with the fact that she looked younger. But I think... Maybe, maybe, maybe that maybe your criticism and mine are not that far apart in a way. Like my, I think maybe if he'd have, if he'd have committed to idealisation, that would have been better than, than running out of time to do a more articulated set of wrinkles in the forehead. Who's next? Um, who's next? Well, I really okay. Um, which ones did I not like? So I I was okay with Jan's. Uh, I. Didn't like angels as much as the judges did. I thought the perspective was weird. Like she'd mucked up the perspective. Um, and, you know, t- tattooing little... She was a portrait of a little girl. It had those kind of issues of it. It looked like a more like a generic little girl than the specific little girl in the photo. And it was perspectively because of the, cause of the, the sh- foreshortening of the photograph. Sorry, this is a bit technical technical historically. But the foreshortening of the photograph, the way that was rendered on the skin, made the face look a bit weird and distorted. So like I wasn't chucky. a huge fan. Yeah, it looked like I looked not like shaky. I mean, again, I thought in terms of the the, the the use of like shading and color and stuff, I think it was okay. I mean, I think um, Bob, whose thing I really liked, um, uh, made good use and made good use of lines. He didn't make good use of contrast, but he was using line work, which a lot of the others didn't do. I mean, one of the things that I'd like to have seen Nico, you know, Nico is the as they said correctly reinvented this genre basically by being freaking amazing and his work is very very dense and 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 contrasty and it's really great i'd like to have seen him him have more space to to do the critiques than he got um to talk a bit minimal bit more detail about what was working and what wasn't i really yeah i like i really liked uh bobs i really liked um uh, uh i really liked um djs i thought like them i thought dj's was the best i thought it was a bit more illustrative than realistic i i
1: take back they weren't all shit i did like dj's um i thought it was a really good rendition of the photo but it i think dj achieved what gian was trying to do
0: yeah 100 percent. it wasn't i mean dj's wasn't really realistic in the Nico Hurtado sense. It was much more um, illustrative. Uh, which again, is fine and good. And, and what makes for a probably better tattoo and a better a tattoo with more longevity than a, a, a strict realistic rendering that by someone who doesn't quite know what they're doing. So yeah, I, I thought him playing with the, um, the limits of the style a bit really paid off. Again, something which... It's a bit of a again weakness in the judging over from week to week because sometimes that's the kind of thing that the judges would really have picked up on and they didn't here. Um, but I really like that. Um, I actually thought um, Anthony's weirdly was okay. The line work was a bit odd, uh, I noted, but I thought it was, it was pretty good. And then obviously the bottom three, uh, which I did actually... Um, uh, I actually had... I would have put Jason in the bottom three, but I agreed with the other two, Tony and CJ. Jason's... Yeah, it just didn't really impress me. I, don't, I haven't really got any complicated notes on that. What did you make of Jason's?
1: Uh, it was okay. Passable at best.
0: Yeah. And I wonder, like, you know, he. I would have liked, to, again, him to, to to kind of go at it a bit harder. Um, And then, yeah, then the other two. So CJ. Oh, yes. um, uh, No, yeah, I, I did have some notes about CJ. CJ's stuff was, like, weirdly coloured. Um, but other than that, okay. Uh, I think they pointed out, didn't they, the stuff with his, the hair being being too ginger. And then, yeah, and then um, Tony, who ended did up going a, home.
1: He, Tony, who did yeah. a fantastic tattoo of Gary Newman off the Tubeway Army <laughs> yeah. cover.
0: It looked like the guy had, like, makeup on, because his neck was way darker than his face. Because as, again, was pointed out, he didn't finish it. I wish, again, he'd have been a bit... Like like last week, actually, he sort of did the same thing he did last week and 2nd guess himself on the style, like he did with Japanese. If he'd have been like DJ and rendered that in a way that was a bit closer to a style he's comfortable in, I think he would have got away with it. That's also true last week as well, right? If he'd have rendered that um, God of Thunder that he did last week in a more comfortable style for him he would have done better than he did last week. And I think basically he did. He made the same mistake two weeks in a row. Um, I'm sad to see him go. I wouldn't have sent him home. I would have, I would have sent home probably creepy Jason, uh, of of those. But yeah, I guess like you can't really argue with that decision, um, in a way. Right.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, do you know what? I think when I saw Tony, arguing about not wanting to do the tattoo. I thought the producers were going to let him go and then say, okay, everyone is safe, but you have to like- interesting. do, Do something and you'll be safe for like the elimination tattoo or the flash challenge next week, but no, he did it. And do you know what? I think for someone who that style is completely out of what they do, he didn't do a half bad job.
0: No, again, I've seen worse, and I really hope that he'll take the judges up on their suggestion and go and finish that tattoo. Um, I, I've again, I've seen you know that that kind of hybrid of like realistic-ish portrait plus traditional with some roses or some snakes or some framing is, or at least was, a pretty trendy or, 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 or um, you know thing to do. Lots of flash artists were doing things like that, and I think. Um, he he could have lent into it harder and done better, and I think he was a bit hard done by by the format. But what we're left with in the final, right? So we're left with Angel, DJ, Gian, Anthony, and CJ. Anthony, whose ch- child let's Anthony is still at home starving. That's CJ. Oh, so, yeah, um, it is. Uh, yeah, is 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 a, is a set of tattooers who all work in a very similar style.
1: Greek statues are the new clocks and roses. So, <laughs> with that so in me. With, the, with that in mind, um, thank you very much for listening to this express version of Beneath the Skin Watches Ink Master. If you'd like to see more of us, you can follow us online on Twitter at Beneath Skin Pod. You can follow me at Got at That's G U Y N E Y S. You can buy Matt's book from any reputable retailers or if you want to support the show if you subscribe at the 15 pound tier for at least one month we will send you a signed copy of matt's book
0: yes and thank you uh, I am on Matt Lodder at on Twitter, uh, Matt Lodder on Instagram. Um, I teach at the University of Essex. So you can throw things in the air and holler in my general direction, and I will get back to you when I get round to it. Um, yeah, we can. We I think it's better to cut this short than drag this out because, um, you know, I hope I don't. I'd be interested to know if people who are listening to these episodes, and please message us and tell us. If you're listening to this show and you watch Ink Master, let us know. But I'm really interested to know if people are listening to this and not watching Ink Master, which might be the case because it's not actually easily available on streaming in the UK. Um, so, yeah, I'd be really interested to know if there's value here. And we didn't even get really into any history off the back of these. I, I probably could have pushed a bit more on the history of portrait tattooing. But, yeah... Um, I'd be interested to know what people are getting out of these episodes of, 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 of the Ink Master Watch because I think there is interesting stuff happening in them even if the show isn't that interesting on every occasion
1: our podcast is just that good with that in mind thank you very much from me Thomas bye Gates. goodbye bye 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 <laughs>